When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Whoa, whoa, yeah. Sometimes we laugh and sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now. Guests Baby. appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to, to the, the Gabe Coon Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios Baby. on 92.9 FM ESPN. We took a trip, now we on your block, and it's like a ghost town. Baby, where did he be at when they said it? Parker Fleming is the man. He's on X at Paca underscore Flock. He covers the Grizzlies. Make sure that you go check out his uh, free sub stack for the Grizzlies called Sub Sack Elitus. Um, it's free, but if you do decide that you're going to go with the paid version, all of those uh, proceeds end up going to support St. Jude. So make sure you go check it out. Parker, what's happening, man? How are you? Man, Gabe, I'm great. It's Friday. The the music that you got me lead, like leading into, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm like dancing in the kitchen right now. It's okay. odd. So I got you. I appreciate it. Are you, are you a Drake good. guy? Are you a Drake fan? Who's uh, not? I mean, I I'm feel like say, most people are. It's one of those things with Drake. It's why we're like, I like Drake. But and but I wouldn't say he's like my favorite, but he somehow always ends up in my Spotify raps just because he has so many songs and it's in so many of my like workout playlists and stuff. So I, I would say I would say, yeah, kind of a Drake guy, but I'm not like full on Drake guy, if you, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Now, uh, on Subsack Elitis, you just put out eight realistic, intriguing targets for the Memphis Grizzlies, and it's sort of following this Stephen Adams trade. I, I, I just want to open up on the Stephen Adams trade. Uh, that, that, how yeah. surprising was it? Of course, Stephen Adams gets traded to the Rockets. In return, the Grizzlies get Victor Oladipo, who they're likely going to dump this offseason or even before that, and then they get three second-round picks, two in 2024, one in 2025. Like, what was your immediate reaction to it? Was it surprising? I know some people have been sort of throwing out the thought process that, you know, Steven Adams has not been with the team for most of the year. The only time we really got to see him with the team was in Chicago. Um, but did this sort of throw you for a loop? Were, were you expecting this? Uh, I wasn't expecting that sort of trade, if that makes sense. I wasn't expecting an Adam. I thought an Adams trade, for one, I thought the Grizzlies would have to add an asset Steven Adams because he had one more year on his contract and his by the time he's available to play he's going to go almost about 20 months without playing basketball and he's going to be on the wrong side of 30 with this after a serious knee injury I thought the Grizzlies were going to end up having to uh, acquire an asset but I mean they found a team where they didn't have to give up an asset in fact they got assets with three second round draft picks and Victor Oladipo, who probably will not be stepping foot in Memphis, if I had to guess. But, I mean, I would kind of steal the line from the Daily Memphians' Chris Harrington. I was um, 
I was, it's either I was surprised but not shocked or I was shocked but not surprised. It's one of those things, you know, if the Grizzlies had decided to roll with Steven Adams and Brandon Clark next year and they're pretty healthy, that's a really freaking good team as we've seen right. the past two seasons. But betting on both of those guys to be healthy going into next season is a really big risk when you're trying – to really capitalize in this window that you have with Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain, and John Morant. So I understand the rationale. I know the second apron is something that no team, not a lot of teams really want to get into because of the competitive disadvantages it puts you in. And I, I think with Adams, it I, I think they kind of gave themselves a little bit more flexibility to really bolster this team and kind of, Make this year be a gap year. And I think that's right. what it's all about. You got to put yourself in best position for next year. That's what matters the most at this point. Now, when it comes to the bet that you're talking about between Brandon Clark or Steven Adams, depending on who you wanted to offload, do you think they make the right bet? Obviously, time will tell. But I think there's still some questions I have about Brandon Clark. This is a guy who's a runner and a leaper. Uh, he gets up and down the yeah. floor really well or, or previously. But this was an Achilles injury. This is, this is for a lot yeah. of guys like him who use their athleticism to their favor – this could be a career changer. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't think that should be discounted. And frankly, it might make drafting a big man or going out and getting another big man even more important because not only do you need to go find a potential front court partner next to Steven or next to Jaron Jackson Jr., but you also got to think of the future for a little bit because of Brandon Clark's Achilles injury. Uh, and then Tansi Aldama is eligible for extension and restricted free agency in 2025. So you had to think about the future a little bit, but also too, like drafting a big man. And, you know, they have, there's a lot of good big men from Alexander Saar, the, the potential number one pick. You have uh, Donovan Klingon and Kyle Filipowski at UConn and Duke, Eve Missy at Baylor. Right. Like they have guys. But I mean, with Clark, I think, yes, the Achilles injury could end up really hampering his skill set because of his leaping ability. But also, too, I think we one might be discrediting how athletic he was. He was an elite leaper. So yep. let's see what he looks like if he's gone from an elite leaper to just a good leaper. And two, I think his floor game is a little underrated. I thought he – I think he makes really good reads out of the pick and roll. Um, that's both a, like a short roll passer, but also too in the floater. See, I'm interested to see what happens to the floater because he does use the leaping ability to get good, to get good elevation on the floater to really shoot over the defense as an undersized big man. But he also too just has a really, really good touch inside mm -hmm. the paint. So we'll see. I mean, also too, we could we can also say it's tougher to trade Brandon Clark because three years left on his contract right. starting next season, and Adams has one. But the team has been so freaking good with Jaron Jackson Jr., John Morant, Desmond Bain, and Brandon Clark. And that's the and for a long time too. And that's the bet I'm willing to make mm -hmm. is on those four guys. Now what I said, I got a bunch of texts about this trade, sort of trying to ask like what the hell's going on? Like going into next mm -hmm. year, you feel like Steven Adams is the perfect guy to pair as a as a big with Jaron Jackson Jr. He's done it before. Um, as long as he's healthy, we know what he does with his screen assists. We know what he does with second-chance opportunities, his offensive rebounds. It, it's just sort of a given. 
But um, I, I tried to explain to people. Of course, this is this is uh, a, a roster consolidation, salary cap move, and I don't know how to judge it until I see another move because it is a move to facilitate another move. How do you think? What do you think that looks like? What do you think that next move looks like? Um, in regards to going to find a, a another big, another five to pair alongside Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, I mean, for one, they could end up just waiting until the draft to go get a big man, whether that's, you know, they see where their pick is and who knows who could be available with that pick on the table, right? Um, but also, too, they, I mean, they still have pretty solid salaries if they wanted to. Um, obviously, if they decide to keep John Conchar and Zaire Williams after the trade deadline, their contracts next season bump up to $6 million each. That's $12 million in expiring contracts right there on top of Santi Aldama, who's going to be an expiring $4 million. Um, I mean, they, they'll have salaries and stuff to work with when it comes to finding a starting center. I mean, heck, you can you can even get like someone like Daniel Gafford from the Wizards. Right. Uh, I don't think Wendell Carter is going to be on the table. His contract's too good, and Paulo Bancaro and Franz Bondner aren't even at their uh, out of their rookie contracts yet. So it doesn't make sense for Orlando to move them. But I mean, it's really tough to gauge because at the end of the day, it all boils down to the question of where do they want Jaron Jackson Jr. And is that at the four or the five? If they want him at the five, they just need to go get a quality backup center, like maybe like a Nick Richards out of Charlotte, someone mm-hmm. whose name's been thrown out there in trade rumors, but also two people have been floating the idea of getting him on Grizzlies X. And, um, you know, he's a big body. He doesn't need to start, but he could start if the Jaron Jackson defy doesn't work. But at the end of the day, too, they're, they're throwing Jaron Jackson Jr. at the five right now for a reason. And, it's really opening up the floor. I mean, we even saw it last night. Like, he's taking Jared Allen off the dribble, who is a very good rim protector, but because he's a guy that can go out on the perimeter, he can either shoot, put the ball on the floor. He has a really deep bag for a big man, a seven-footer, and he's improved on his finishing, both as in isolation and as in post-ups. So, it really – I can't really answer that question until I know where they see Jaron Jackson Jr. starting. And then they, it also doesn't – it also kind of follows like, okay, how do they want to close games too? You know, you're you're in the playoffs. It's a close game. Do you want another big man out there with Jaron Jackson Jr. or do you want Jaron Jackson Jr. to be the five next to like John Morant, uh, Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain, and Vince Williams Jr. So that that's another uh, part part of the and the, the other side of the coin there is where do they want Jaron Jackson Jr. That's going to answer. Right. The questions of how they go about their next move. Well, we've talked about the closing lineup. We know it's best with Jaron at the five. Like, we've seen that over the years, and that seems to be uh, relatively consistent. But throughout the, the you know, uh, hard times of the game, playing those those minutes in the second and third quarter and even starting, do you still feel like, and I, I know I still feel like this, feels like Jaron still needs a bruiser alongside of him for most of the game until we get to those final minutes. Yeah, and tell even most of the game, like, could he – you know, he could start halves at the five and end the game at the five. But, you know, even getting just a, a big body, that, like you said, can take that bruising. And I think that's what's underrated with Xavier Tillman is Tillman kind of allows Jaron to kind of act at the five, 
because he's the tallest one on the floor, but X is the one really taking all the punishment. It's almost, I mean, if you, I don't know if you like grew up in Memphis, but I know long time Grizzlies fans will remember this dynamic, but it's almost like that power Gasol, the Rins and Wright dynamic, mm-hmm. uh, where like Gasol was technically taller, but Lorenz and Wright handled more of the bruising elements of the five, you know, taking on the more physical post-up players. While Gasol kind of worried more about, I want to say worried about offense, but didn't have to take that beating. So, yeah, I, I agree. Like, he may not be ready for it, but it's also like, okay, where do you balance that and also just the mismatches and the spacing that you create with Jaron Jackson Jr. at the five? And how does that help your half-court offense? So at the end of the day, if it helps their half-court offense, they're going to roll with it because that has been their Achilles heel for the past two years. It's been an Achilles heel in the postseason, and it's been a um, it's been a mission to improve from both the front office and the coaching staff dating back to uh, exit interviews uh, the last season. If it improves their half-court offense, they're, they're not, they're not going to worry about, oh, we need to protect Jaron because in the day this unlocks Jaron. Yep. Well, I, I will say this. One thing that kind of depresses me about this move is we will go you know, into next year and for you know the future of the Grizzlies, and we will not have seen – what that starting lineup could have been this year with John Morant and Dez and Marcus Smart and Jaron Jackson Jr. and Steven Adams. You don't want that to be a big what if on the back end. Yeah. And also, too, see, I I don't mind the trade just because at the end of the day that I think anyone that might be holding or kind of just criticizing the trade might be holding on to the thought of a healthy Steven Adams where we don't know what that's going to be next year. But I was talking to my dad about it, and he brought up the – the best point about not liking the trade is the fact that you kept him in the West. You kept him in. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details in the division you have right. to play steven adams four times a, a year now and if he's healthy like he's good and now you're just helping a division rival to uh a conference so however you want to spin it but yeah that's probably the only thing in my mind that really stings it aside from just like how awesome of a person steven adams is man he he is just as awesome of a person as he is a player right and he's really kind of a, a he was a joy to have around the team i know the guys really liked him as well so that 
that those are the components of the trade that sting in my mind. And we miss out on Funaki stats. Funaki stats yes. is no longer part of the Funaki fan base. Funaki stats, the goat. Yes. That's right. <laughs> That's depressing. Although I still think he's a Vince Williams Jr. fan. So maybe he'll still follow yeah. Vince and uh, and give us all those uh, those statistics that that attach yeah, them he, themselves to Vince Williams Jr. as a player. Yeah, he also made a second account just for Grizzly stats. He promoted that yesterday, so it's, nice. I feel like we still got him. Yeah, for sure. Now uh, Jake Fisher from Yahoo Sports put out his latest trade notebook, and really within it, uh, you you mentioned it already. It looks like no Wendell Carter Jr. move. Like they're not the, the Magic are not looking to move off of him right this second. Looks like Marcus Smart is in the future plans for the Grizzlies, so that's good news. Um, so long as he can get back healthy and playing the way that he was before injury, and then I think the most important thing that that we saw from Jake Fisher in his trade notebook, Xavier Tillman is likely on the on the block here, and and it seems like there is some teams out there that are willing to uh, potentially go trade for him. Do you think something like that could happen here at the trade deadline in six days? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think the biggest thing is like we don't. With their luxury tax issues, we don't know if they're going to be able to afford to keep Xavier Tillman. Um, he, his cap hold is relatively low, meaning that, like, it's a really – like, a lot of the times you can kind of – I don't know how to best explain the whole bird rights thing, but, you know, with higher bird rights, it allows you to kind of sign a player underneath their bird rights so it doesn't hurt the cap. But because of this last contract, his cap hold is like $2 million. So – Obviously, Xavier Tillman is going to make more than that annually. So it kind of depends on how the rest of it shakes out. I mean, two guys that I'm kind of looking at when it comes to trimming the books for next year are, again, Dyer Williams and John Conchars. They both make $12 million uh, a year next year. And I think that's also pretty significant to kind of exit the trade deadline, shedding $24 million off your books next season between those three guys. Maybe that opens up the door to keep – Xavier Tillman, but also, too, Xavier Tillman's going to hold a lot of value because what either side of the either side of uh, either side of the conference is who you're going to have to get through to make it to the finals, and it's guys like Embiid, guys like Jokic, um, Giannis, and even then he's shown he guard wings, perimeter players. So then you're also talking about like guys like Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, guys that he's done really well against too. So like he's a versatile defender. He's he's really slipped off offensively this year, but I mean he is an elite elite defender. And I I think I think the Grizzlies, if they put him out there, a lot of teams would be interested. And it wouldn't be surprising if the Grizzlies kind of cashed out before he entered unrestricted free agency, where there's a little uncertainty of whether or not they'll be able to retain or not. Yep. Now talking with Parker Fleming at Paca underscore Flocka. He has a free Grizzly sub stack called Subsack Leaders. Go subscribe today. Now when it comes to the three second round picks, uh, that's sort of the value you got out of this trade with Steven Adams. What do you think of that value? Is that is that decent? Is it is it middle of the line? Is it is it not as good as you would have hoped? What what do you think about that type of value out of a Steven Adams trade? Yeah, uh it's one of those things where you can't overvalue second round draft picks at the end of the day. They're second round draft picks, but I think it's fair to suggest and I guess quote unquote overvalue how the Grizzlies have utilized second round draft picks in this tenure. Zach Kleiman has been known to 
trade up for his guy. That's and that's with. sort of what I was thinking. As soon as I saw the three second round picks, I was yeah. like, this is this seems like a trade up situation in the draft, but we'll see. Exactly. And let me just like run through the guys that they've acquired with second round draft picks in recent years. They traded up for Brandon Clark, traded up for Desmond Bain, traded up for Xavier Tillman, traded up for Santi Aldama, and then traded a, a future second round pick for Kennedy Chandler. That one didn't pan out. Right. Then they picked Vince Williams Jr. and Gigi Jackson. And then they traded for Luke Kennard. That's a really good track record of team building, of utilizing second-round draft picks. Now, I think right now, I was looking at Tankathon today, and the picks, they weren't great. I think one of them was like pick 58, and then the other one was like in the high 30s. Yeah, the 38th pick. So, again, nothing spectacular, but like the roster's about to get expensive. And if you play your cards right, you're likely walking into next season with two two-way contracts in a way where you can kind of do what you did with Vince Williams and Gigi Jackson and in the past guys like John Conchars where you can go out and find a guy that you want and be like, hey, like you're going to be mainly with the hustle in your rookie year. We're going to put you on a two-way. These are guys that have benefited from being on a two-way. Like we've, if you play good, you get rewarded with, a good contract, as shown with Vince Williams recently, right. John Conchar, Killian Tilly, guys like that. They've been rewarded for their good two-way play, and that that could be enticing to a guy that they really want or a guy that slips in the draft. So you can't – again, you cannot overvalue it, but I do think with the way the Grizzlies have built this roster, I think you can add a little extra value to a second-round pick than the normal uh, with, with this uh, trade and the, the idea of building this team. All right, now holler at me about Vince Williams Jr. Moving forward from your conversations around the Grizzlies, what, like, what is the plan with him? Obviously, I think that you know going into next year, certainly a part of the rotation, no question about that, sixth or seventh guy. But uh, Connor and I have definitely floated this idea of him being a potential starter on this team, even if they're in a playoff contending window, if they're a playoff contending team. Do you agree with that sentiment? Do, do you think the Grizzlies agree with that sentiment? Uh, I definitely think it's on their minds. I mean, I, for one, playing for the rest of the season for Vince Williams Jr. is just let him cook. I mean, it seems like every game, every week, we're seeing something different out of him. And the fact that the thing that's really encouraging is as his role has been increasing, his efficiency has either about been the same or boosted right. with more touches. Uh, more time on the ball. I mean, he's been making some really shifty moves downhill. Last last night he hit a end of the shot clock, step back three, and I'm like, whoa, like, I didn't know you had that in your bag, man. But, I mean, here's the thing with Vince Williams Jr. At the end of the day, he makes a major impact on winning basketball. It's very clear. There's no coincidence that the Grizzlies. I mean, Parker, I'm waiting for started. him to have a bad game. I, like I'm being clear. Like yeah, I, 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 I don't know of a player I can say that about. Like I'm waiting for he him to have a rough game. Because even then, like a bad offensive game for him, he's still playing really good defense. <laughs> right. he's still impacting the game defensively, and that that's the big thing with with him. It's like he can impact the game in a variety of ways. I was doing some um, EPM, estimated plus minus number comparisons. And if you compare, you you can realistically compare his sophomore um, 
his sophomore season to the sophomore season to the age 23 seasons of OG Ananobi and Mikhail Bridges. And they're very close. Uh, you you sent me and they're Connor that. Very, they are very close. Very close. So I think, you know, just let him roll, roll through the rest of the season. But, I mean, there's no reason why for next season and beyond that Vince Williams Jr. should not be playing less than – he needs to be playing at least 25, 100%. 30 minutes a night. Yeah, like he can play thirty minutes a night, and he he doesn't look gassed at all. Right, like that's valuable, especially when you have, you know, a big three that handles a lot of responsibility offensively. Like you have a guy that just goes out and does the dirty work, and is really good at all that stuff and all that. I I think this has been the the biggest the biggest win of the of the season of the injury riddled season for the Memphis Grizzlies has been Vince Williams Jr. And one of the most overrated conversations I continue to see is he's 6-4, right? People will say, "Oh, he's only 6-4." At the same time, he plays like he is 6 foot 8. Um he knocks down a three ball and also like he has a 7 foot wingspan. Like that that means something. He plays substantially bigger than yeah. he is. I think that is one of the most overrated conversations that's that's going sort of uh through the ether about a uh, uh about Vince Williams Jr. I think the thing that we need to talk about is how the NBA wants you to list height without shoes. He's not playing barefoot. He's playing with shoes. In shoes, he's about 6'5", 6'6". Right. Guess what? He's about the same size as Mikhail Bridges, yet we fantasize about him being a Memphis Grizzly. Right. Like, man, I'm all in, man. I'm all – I'm with – For sure. but I'll be like joining, like y'all, y'all still captain the ship. I'm just one of y'all's passengers. So <laughs> I got you. I got you. Now, last quick yeah. thing. We're gonna have to be quick on this. Joel Embiid torn meniscus. This is a story in the NBA. What do you think about the 65 game minimum? And what do you think about sort of the talk about Joel Embiid? It felt like he he forced himself onto the floor when he was not good to play. Yeah, I mean, I think they, the 65-game thing was just a uh, thing to keep TV partners happy that they should do away with it pretty quick. I mean, I think voters use pretty good rationale on what constitutes a good case for MVP and All-NBA. And the whole the whole stuff about saying, like, oh, he's ducking Jokic and, and all that. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Like, that was incredibly irresponsible. And guess what? Now one of the faces of the league, the reigning MVP, it's hurt for a significant period of time. So just absolutely great job, great coverage. <laughs> you you killed it. Yeah, no question. I hear you. It, that, that doesn't help TV partners, by the way. You wanted to no, keep the TV partners happy, and now he's got a torn meniscus. going to be out for an extended period of time, and we don't know what it's going to look like come playoffs. So we shall see. Yep. But, Parker, I appreciate it, man. Have a good weekend, and we'll do it again soon. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thanks, Gabe. Have yes, a good sir. one. Yes, sir. He's Parker Fleming at Paca underscore Flocka. Make sure that you go – Subscribe to his free Grizzlies Substack Sub Sacalitas. Now, on that note, we need to go ahead and transition up out of here. We have the Grizzlies versus the Warriors. They're at home. We're going to pass you off to Jessica Benson in just a second. Next time we meet up, we'll have plenty to talk about. We'll talk about the Grizzlies. We'll be giving you a trade deadline primer, but we'll see you next week. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during 
during peak hours. Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.